1: Hey, Linda. Um, You know, I was reading an article about the voting block in American politics, and I've heard over and over that women are very, very important in the voting block. And this article I was reading talks about soccer moms are giving way to single woke females, the new SWFs, as they call them, as, as one of the most important voting blocks in a country. And I, it's interesting to me because they kind of split women up in a couple of categories where you have the unmarried women without children who they say are moving towards the Democratic Party. And then you have the women who are a little older and the family women, the women with, you know, husbands and kids who um, are more on the conservative side. So. I started thinking about this a lot and it makes sense to me, but we do have a lot of women moving towards that, that urban uh, living in the city, living in the high rises in the middle of the city. And those, those wonderful new places that have um, apartments where they have everything that you need in the building, you know, the grocery store and the cleaners and restaurants. And, and I, I would have loved that when I was younger, I would have done that in a heartbeat. (laughs) <laughs> but it's really interesting that the women who live in kind of the suburb areas, more more in the rural areas, kind of tend to be more family and more um, conservative, I guess. But these the the women who are in the urban cities, and and they specifically talk about Austin, Texas, which I'm near, and uh, Los Angeles and New York and well, you name the urban city because they're all becoming that way, all the big cities. So they are hugely impacting the vote on the Democratic side. And I guess as a conservative woman and as somebody that has a career and has always had a career, didn't always have a family, but always had a career, and... Um, I've never been on the liberal side, and I've never been on the Democratic side, even then. So I don't know what has changed and why they would go that direction and what they see in the Democratic Party that resonates with them to want to vote Democrat instead of Republican, Um, instead of... Even if you don't have a family, I mean, voting for family values is, I think, an important thing. And voting for our children, even if you don't have children, somebody has children that are going to be the future of the country. And and voting for things that make sense to to teach them, you know, the kind of the I don't know, for lack of a better way to say it, the Ten Commandments of how to bring up your children. So that you know, life continues being not just a crime-ridden, crazy society, but one that has order and ethics and and morals. And I mean, what are women thinking? Well, I don't, I don't know that um,
0: women who are young and single can really. Um, totally relate to you know the the values that you might need when when you finally do have a family when you do have you know maybe hopefully a husband and children um and you want to raise your children in like a crime free you know society with good values and you want to you know teach your kids to be upstanding adults and good human beings and all of that um I think that the way society is, and it's, it's, I, I think it's been going this way for a long time, is that it's more about me, 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 as opposed to who, who do I need to take care of? It's more about me taking care of myself, sort of a uh, mentality. And that has sort of led way to, well, I think we we did have this big, you know, kind of, Um, shift in the nation after the whole George Floyd murder when the whole country went woke. Um, And that wasn't only racial. I think that was also very gender specific. And women, you know, came out as, you know, these oppressed, the oppressed um, gender. And I personally never felt that. I mean, I had a long career in the um, television industry and the radio industry. I never once felt oppressed. I always felt like I had equal, if not greater opportunity um, in all of my positions that any other man had. It was never, we never felt in competition with men or anything like that. Um, And any woman that wanted a career and wanted to further herself was perfectly able to do that. And the doors were open for that. But I think that this whole woke generation has even made this so much worse because, um, you know, they've taken over the Democratic Party. I mean, we see the squad. We see, You know, you can listen to, to clips of Biden from, you know, years ago, decades, you know, 15, 20 years ago, talking about all kinds of issues, you know, um, immigration and everything. He sounded exactly like Trump back then, you know, and now... He's gotta he he has to cater to these people in the Democratic Party because they have taken over. We have Ilan Omer and AOC and all these women, this whole squad thing, they have really shifted the party. And I think that these single females um think, you know, they hear, oh, women are oppressed, and they're going with that. It's almost like a a group think. That's how I see it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm wondering what in the Democratic Party and their platform what what resonates with these women because i i just i just don't see anything in what's happening that resonates with me so let's just take i don't know let's take what's happening with um my gosh i mean i can think of so many things so let's take the flood of the people coming over the border i i can't understand and i and i guess <clears throat> If we have any um, so inclined women that are on the liberal side, you know, I'd, I'd love to talk to you on this show and, and find out, you know, what does resonate with you with people coming over the border like this and, and bringing their drugs and their cartels with them. And, um, you know, don't forget that in order to support themselves, these people uh, are, are going to resort to crime and, you know, chances are you're going to be a victim. So I, I don't understand that. And then I don't understand, you know, looking at our cities, the way that that they look like San Francisco and Nashville and um, you Seattle and Portland and New York and seeing the things that are happening on the streets and the crime and letting people off. You know, the Democratic platform is is no bail. Let people off. Um, let's decriminalize all all these different things. I mean, none of that has worked. It's everywhere they have decriminalized, say, drugs, um, the drug problem has gotten worse. Not better, but worse. And, you know, what we've ended up with, I mean, and these people in the urban areas like that, they're the ones that have to walk by a lot of these homeless tents and people that are living on the streets. I just don't understand as women... How this platform resonates with them that they want to to vote Democratic, and even people like AOC and Ilhan Omar and um, the other squad members, they don't address these issues. I mean, they they throw out platitudes that mean nothing, but they don't they don't address these issues. And the other thing is, I don't think that they, in any way, shape, or form, relate to people like. You and I, or uh, people that are in the flyover states, or people that you know have have families and children, and uh, they they just don't live the same kind of life that most of us live, right?
0: No, I think that you're hundred percent right because these young single females, they are not listening, and they are not even open to any other sort of information intake. Other than what they think they what what they're what they hear that they think they should be listening to, like for example, CNN or an MSNBC or something like that, they would never pick up a newspaper or listen to a TV, uh, you know, listen to a a a cable news channel that didn't espouse their views. So I don't think that they're even educated on any of those things because, just like you said, the squad is not addressing these issues. I, I say the squad meaning like any of these woke liberal people in the Democratic Party they're not addressing these issues you know you you look at like i mean the, i i was i was seeing i saw a couple of stories that caught my mind caught my eye one in houston where there was a criminal a a, a guy who walked into a restaurant you probably saw this it being in texas and he was he he was robbing people and i i think he was holding a, a gun um, and he was, he, people were hiding under tables and he was robbing the restaurant and he was, hol- he was basically holding the place up. Well, one of the patrons in the restaurant happened to have a gun on him, concealed carry, I guess. And he took his gun out and he shot this perpetrator and I believe he killed him yes. and right. Okay. And so, and then he went around, he took the money off the guy and went around and gave all that money back to him, all the people that were robbed. And then he left. Well, they found him, and they want to—they want to throw him in jail now. Well, I, I don't get that, okay? But then, then the other story that that oh. I noticed was: Did you see the guy in um, San Francisco who had a homeless person sitting in front of his store, and he hose he he sprayed the homeless person with water?
1: Well, yeah, and I, I think, think that. that there was more to that story. I don't think that she was just sitting in front. I think she was. Causing a lot of trouble. Yes, exactly. Yes, of course. He didn't just go out there and, and hose her down.
0: Right. He, he had tried to get her to leave and so forth. And it was, it was a problem. Well, now he is the one getting arrested. And, you know, so th- these are things, these are, this is what people are seeing. They're saying, you know, they, they feel like these, I, I think the way it's presented in like, you know, the New York times or on these, on these liberal networks that, they're, those people are the ones who are at fault, you know, so this is what these young people are seeing and they're not open to, they're not even available to be seeing any other, um, you know, any other opposing view. So how can they possibly be educated on any of these other issues?
1: You know, does that make sense? Yeah. I, I think a lot of this has to do with people coming out of college and the brainwashing that they do in college. I mean, I just at at this point, think that college is one of the worst places to be. And I know that you have kids starting to go to college. Um,
0: oh, I have one graduating who's sitting in, um, you know, one of his he's graduating in May. And he was telling me last night he just started his classes again for the spring semester, his final semester. He said this one professor was so woke, he couldn't even sit there. He was just like, this person is so liberal. And, you know, I mean, he has a head on his shoulders to, to you know, with strong opposing views that he is not brainwashed. But I don't think the majority of the kids in college are strong like no. that. I think this is what they hear and they're indoctrinated.
1: Well, and, and I've talked to more than one mom who, when their when they're college age daughters come back from college for a break are completely in shock as to the transformation of that child's thought process. So, um, and you saw the one woman who actually uh, had her daughter deprogrammed um, from, from what she learned in college. So I I do think that that's a big part of it. You know, the other part is that um, the, a couple of things that are in play is the number of never married women has grown from 20% in 1950 to more than 30% in 2022. And the percentage of married women has declined from 70% in 1950 to under 50% today. Um, So, you know, that that's going to also make a difference because 68% of these unmarried women voted Democrat the other thing that I think might've made a difference was the Roe v. Wade decision, um, yes. which I I think, I still think that most women just didn't understand that, that nobody was saying you cannot get an abortion. They were saying that the decision goes back to the house where it belonged in the first place. And that's all that they're saying. They're not saying that you can't do it. You could still be an activist for uh, having an abortion if that's what you choose, but you have to do it within your state. It's not a federal law. so I, I just I feel like um the the media put a message out that was pretty false and misleading about and and I think our politicians did too. The Democrats did for sure the especially the, well, especially the women Democrats who who made it sound as though, they, they threw out abortion altogether. Um, Again, this is something that I would love to have a conversation with, with some of these women, because as a woman, I I just don't understand the, the willingness to uh, take the life of, of an, an infant growing in the womb. I don't understand that myself, but it's a passionate issue on both sides. So I think that that had an effect on, on the vote. But I, I'm just so curious about this whole thing that we see where the single woke females are actually reshaping um, our politics in America. I think it's a little scary to me.
0: Oh, I think it's very scary. I 100% agree with that. I I Because what's going to cause them to shift? sort of back into reality, (laughs) so to speak, you know, what is going to cause that mind shift again, I guess, you know, there, I I think it's going to be a generational thing, honestly, because if this continues, a lot of these young girls may or, you know, probably won't end up getting married. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them will not. And they may or may not have children outside of the marriage. And they will find, that that's not so easy you know that is not an easy thing and so it could just be that it has to play out for the next 20 years you know the generation has to pass and then they have to raise their own children and say well hang on a second this just was not this did not work out well for us um i i don't know i cannot understand how they can't see i mean i have two nieces who are in, both in their 20s woke as woke could be these two. And they did not grow up in a, you know, a, a system that was was liberal and woke like that. But they went to college, one in New York and one in Texas. And they I I, I don't know if they I don't know if I should use the word indoctrinated or not, but they are 100 percent woke. And you know, one has a boyfriend, and her her whole thing with the boyfriend. She told him that she doesn't want to make any commitments to him because she is focusing on her career, which is fine. That's all fine and good. But why does it have to be mutually exclusive, right? I mean, why could why wouldn't you want to do that with a partner who might be supportive of you? You know, she's in her late twenties. Like, why if if you're having a if you're having a relationship with somebody, why would you exclude that out of your life? You know, just.
1: <laughs> You know what that sounds like to me is it sounds like she hasn't found the person that she's in love with enough to to turn that around and make that decision but yeah I agree with you that, that that's possible this this, this the, you know women have been told for a number of years now that we don't need men I totally disagree with that uh, women need men, men need women, and right. children need both parents. That's that's just, I mean, that that's right. indisputable in my mind. But women are not so keen on finding partners right now, and the, you know, I think that part of that is is what we've done to men in our society. I want to talk a little bit more about that after the break, Alisa, because because that's kind of a big deal to me. So we'll be right back. Don't miss an
0: episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutLoud.com.
2: Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years. Brush, floss, repeat. We're told to use fluoride, which doesn't really address the acid creating bacteria. That is where the dentist recommended Spry Dental Defense System shines. Spry products contain xylitol. A natural sugar, which helps get rid of those nasty, smelly acid creating bacteria in our mouth. The best way to care for your teeth and gums is by using SPRY. The SPRY Dental Defense System has a wide variety of products toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and chewing gums that are designed to work together to keep your teeth clean and mouth healthy and smelling sweet all day long. To get your oral care back on track in an easy, effective, and very tasty way, Switch to Spry today. Ask your dentist about Xylitol and the Spry products. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural product retailers.
3: take back your sleep go to healthycell.com and use limited time code out loud for 25 percent off your first order risk-free love it or your money back guaranteed healthycell.com code out loud healthycell.com code out loud
1: welcome back to ladies of liberty sound off and before i continue on my point about what's happened to our men uh, i want to introduce Myself and Elisa Akringold. Elisa is a, as she mentioned earlier, a former television producer and has been in TV and radio production. And in her current life, she is a mom and married and has a college age uh, son. And is your daughter college age? I have uh, two college age
0: and two still at home. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Okay. So, um, and she hails from Connecticut, and in this particular uh, version of life, she is a uh, just a fantastic weight loss coach and um, one of the best that that I've ever seen. So, uh, welcome, Alisa, and I am Linda Martinelli. I am a business owner, and I hail from Texas, also a wife and a mom and a grandmom. So. Um, Let's talk about men for just a second, because I think it plays into this feeling that, that women are having that they don't need men. And, you know, I mean, I have to say I've had a career all my life and that being through not being married and being through being married and I've had the career. So I, I I didn't feel Alisa that you know I need a man. I, I I didn't need a man to support me or pay my bills that kind of thing. But you know, it's kind of the yin and is is it the yin and the yang is that how mm-hmm. that yeah. Um it, we are different. Men and women are supposed to be different, which is really a whole nother subject, because that's getting all mixed up in all this like gender talk and gender identity. Um, that's really mixed up. And that's all part and parcel of this whole move towards socialism is to disrupt, you know, the family and the, the um, well, really the family unit, because when you have strong families, you you can't, take a country down. But when you have everybody at odds with everybody else, it's very easy to, to take a country down. So back to men though, even though I didn't feel that I had a need for one, um, when that right man came along, um, you know, I knew it and, and it's been just a wonderful, uh, long-term marriage that, that is really, you know, he, he has, His way of doing things and his ideas, and I have mine. And it it is definitely marriage is a compromise, but I I don't know, I always found that that the more that you give, the more that you receive. And and that's it's just such a blessing, you know. So I think that that women are really missing out with this one-sided view that that they don't need men. On the other hand, um, we have emasculated our men totally, and they're afraid to be men. They're, they're not those big protectors like, you know, like my dad was, probably your dad was. Mm. Uh, they're not that type of men because we don't allow them to be. We, we resent when they open the door for us or they uh, do something, you know, that, that men do for women. Um, I still love those things. I still embrace those things love speak is different between the sexes how you how you um show your love for somebody and it seems to me that women keep rejecting that in in so many ways and and they they kind of take it as though if they accept a man and say his his financial prowess or whatever his strong points are that they are somehow lessened and that's not true it's it's you're better together as a whole and i don't know if i'm explaining that right it's just that i i just think it's it's just a such a shame and such a a loss to women to to say that to say you know i don't need a man in my life well it's it's not that you need one it's that that you want one you know that that you want and embrace that, that difference course, yeah. of, that God made, mm-hmm. men and women to be.
0: That's right, and it's 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 not that you you need a man. It's your partner. This is your your soulmate. This is somebody that, you know, you bring out the best in them, and they bring out the best in you. And together as a team, you're you just like you said, the the sum is greater than the whole of its parts. And to take that away from a man and to tell, to, to send the message that men aren't needed and that they are not valued is I think one of the worst things we can do to our society. Um, I think that it's very difficult. Well, you know, my, my, 19 uh, year old son, he went out for like a cup of coffee with a friend, like a, not a, not even a girlfriend, but just a friend. And I said to him, Anytime you're with a girl, you always just pay for her coffee, pay for pick up the check always just don't even never let them pay. And I don't know if that's, you know, a, a popular, you know, viewpoint or whatever, but I just think it's always very nice for a guy to do that. And he, he went to the coffee and he picked up the, you know, he paid for her coffee and she got upset with him and I. Uh, he was like, you're not going to believe this. She told me that, you know, I, I was taking away her ability. And I was like, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? (laughs) You know? So this is what, this is how, this is the mindset nowadays. And it really bothered me because I think that there is a place for, you know, for, for men and for, um, you know, men to, to make a woman feel, to open the door for them and to, to make them feel like a little bit protected. Not that that is, I don't see what's so bad about that. I think that that's a good thing. And on the other hand, women, they make men feel very comfortable and safe and secure and taken care of. And, you know, I actually like the fact that my husband feels like that. I want him to know that when, I, it, is, it is my pleasure to make him dinner when he comes home, you know, from work at night. I am so more than happy to provide my family a nice hot dinner. You know, that makes me feel good. I feel like I'm taking care of them. I don't see what's wrong with that. Um, you know what it's, it's interesting because even in the old Testament, if you look back at like the Bible and the old Testament, it is, it is actually written in the old Testament that, you know, uh, that's how, that's how women became women and men became men. I mean, Adam was the first man and God, took a rib. This is what it says in the Old Testament, took one of his ribs and created a woman. So they were meant to be together. She became, she was part of him and he was part of her. And that's kind of, it's biblical. It's not even, you know, it's biblical and it's genetic and it's biological. It's not something that you can really disrupt. And to go against the grain like that is like going against mother nature and it's not working. It's not working and it's not going to work in our society either. As much as we want to try to change it and we're looking at this like, you know, we've got to change a gender or of this gender fluidity, that's not going to work. It's not biologically feasible. So I I look at it like, why are we fighting this? We're not helping anybody. We're making life more difficult for women and for men. And I don't see what the the plus side is. Um, the other thing that, you know, in a, in a more, I guess, modern, looking at it from a more modern perspective, you know, it's very difficult now for for boys. You know, if you're a, let's say you're a white male, you know, you are the lowest on the totem pole to get accepted to college. Um, you are the lowest on the totem pole to be, you know, looked at for a lot of jobs, because if there's a minority candidate ahead of you, it's going to the minority candidate. And, you know, like it or not, that's just the way it is. So it's very difficult now for for boys, and I don't think we're helping them by emasculating them even further in society.
1: Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And you know, I just still would love to have a conversation with with some of these women and see, you know, what they're thinking. I know, uh, living in Texas, I have seen, especially coming from Austin, some of the women writing things that say, you know, I don't know what your problem is, you know, just talking to the general population with these people coming over the border. They're just looking for a better life. And I and I just think how naive that is. I mean, having worked in law enforcement, having uh, lived here in Texas and and seeing what's happening on the border and seeing what kind of people are coming over the border, it's not your college graduates that are coming over the border. It, it is the drug dealers and the cartels. And of course, there are good people mixed in there. But most of these people have no uh, language skills, no job skills, except for to do very menial uh, work. And you can say if you'd like that, well, well, Americans won't do that. Uh, okay. Then, th- then we have a path for that. You know, we, we have legal immigration. and But, but what, what I think that these people are not thinking of is down the road, um, when they're the ones who are getting uh, robbed as they get in their car at the mall, especially when they're in a city like that, in, you know, in these urban areas, when they're the ones that are in the way of uh, gang shootings or, or gunfire or drug deals, you know it, it it will make a difference and i i just feel like it's such a uh entitled uh self-absorbed world that we're in that people aren't getting the big picture and the consequences of of things which is why in our democratic cities that we talked about a few minutes ago you have these social experiments like um, I think it was Oregon. It was either Oregon or Washington state that did the decriminalizing of the drugs. And it's failed miserably Uh, Denver who decriminalized. If you remember, they they were one of the first to decriminalize uh, marijuana. And what, what happened is they had a huge amount of more car accidents because they, they didn't take it as being driving under the influence, you know, but yet it is that the marijuana of today is not the marijuana of my era or my mom's era. It's, it is a whole different, um, higher strength kind of drug. And, you know, I just don't think that that they're thinking about consequences, not to mention, um, I don't know, just growing, growing old alone. <laughs> and, um, I guess you can have your social groups. And I, I remember just on a personal note, I remember sitting with my husband a lot of years ago um, in a restaurant. And there was a group of women, kind of a little bit older women, uh, old, old women, but uh, middle, I'll say middle-aged women who who came in all, all as a group. And they obviously were, were friends and they were all getting together. And I was sitting with my husband and um, enjoying a quiet romantic dinner, and I and I remember looking over and thinking, you know, that makes me sad because I don't want to be one of the women at that table. That's not what I want for my future. I want to be right here with my uh, my biggest supporter and my biggest fan in my life, and 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 I it it was a really interesting moment for me to think that, that I don't want to be that woman at that table. And that's, I just don't think these girls are thinking ahead. And, and I still need to know what they're thinking and supporting. What is it about that democratic platform that you think is helping you and helping America?
0: Right. There's, there's really, I I don't understand that either, but I mean, I would say it's, we're, we're definitely in the midst of like a crisis of masculinity and, you know, there's like a shift basically in the structure, you know, of, of what it, what a man should look like and what it means to be masculine and what, what there's all these gender norms are all changing now. And so, you know, you have women who are sort of trying to push men out of the way um, you know, and they, they have this, you know, huge, the whole lean in movement and, you know, trying to get more independence and professional status and they don't want to fulfill like traditional roles anymore. Well, that's going to be a problem for for families. That's That, that destroys the entire family structure. And, you know, I guess you could say there's nothing wrong with a, if the woman is going to work and the man is going to stay at home and take care of the kids and so forth. But I don't think that that's going to end up being the norm in this country. And I think it's going to, there's going to be all kinds of repercussions when it comes to this, you know, now it seems like the whole concept of masculinity, you know, I I don't even like when I hear women, you know, kind of male bashing, you know, so to speak and talking, making negative comments about men. And I, I heard somebody say something yesterday, like, Oh, well, obviously a man had to come up with that, you know, if this thing doesn't make sense and obviously a man came up with it, but you know, like why say, why even say something like that? I don't think it, it doesn't do any good. It's not good for our society. And it, it makes like the whole concept of masculinity is more like the, the definition of it, I guess is is not, is no longer like biologically driven. It's more like, uh, you know what is society, you know, socially acceptable for a man? And you know, you see like a Harry Styles wearing, you know, flowers and and dresses and things like that. And it's it just it messes everything up. You know, you're sort of you're sort of playing with. Uh, I think you're playing with Mother Nature, um, and I don't think it's a good thing either for for these younger women. I think that it's it's not going to bode well for them in the future. I agree with you. I would have be to be sitting in that restaurant myself with my husband, not with, you know, I, I don't like to go out with a group of, I mean, it's always fun to see your girlfriends and so forth, but I would so much rather be out to dinner with my husband.
1: Yep. I, I agree with you. I, I just, it'd just be really interesting if you and I could have this conversation with maybe two women of opposite viewpoints and just see where we go with it. Um, mm-hmm. Not saying one's right and one's wrong. Uh, everybody can have, have their own viewpoint. And certainly that w- is what makes the world go round. I have uh, a daughter who who doesn't choose to have children. She is married, but she doesn't want to have children. And I think that if you don't want to have children, then you shouldn't have children. And that's great because that's better for, for children, you know, yeah. but, um, but interestingly, you know, I, I guess I consider myself a little bit fortunate because uh, out of, out of, our four kids they are all uh conservative and they whether they're single or married they're they're all conservative and 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 have have those values that come with being conservative um and with that we'll be right back again
3: here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations americaoutloud.com seven amazing years We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called CoFix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered to reduce your chance of getting hurt. You wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. CoFix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. Well,
1: we're back. I'm here with Elisa. Alisa akron gold and i'm linda martinelli um at least a a few recent things in the news just kind of bear talking about for a few minutes um alec baldwin is uh finally gonna have to take some responsibility for the shooting death of uh, the woman on the set of his movie and uh in doing so well we'll have to see what happens in court but on his film rust where he is being charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter and i think first one of course is for um shooting uh i i don't know how to helena helena hutchins Halina. yeah mm-hmm. and the, the the second count really is because he was the producer who was in charge of Uh, the movie set, and he should have, you know, made sure that things were as they should be, and there were no live rounds on the set. Um, So that's an interesting development. He was convinced that he would not be charged with anything, but indeed, uh, he is being charged. And when I was um, first hearing about that charge, I understand that the district attorney that's charging him is a uh, liberal Democrat, so you can't say that it's just conservatives coming after Alec Baldwin. Um, I think sometimes these actors live in such a bubble and such another world, they just think that they're untouchable, and uh, at this point, he's not untouchable, although the sentence uh, for those crimes that he could serve jail time for It's only something like 18 months, which I think for taking somebody's life is pretty short.
0: Uh, No question about that. I mean, I can't wait to see what happens on on this if he's actually convicted. But, um, you know, he made an enormous mistake when he went and had that interview with George Stephanopoulos right after the shooting. And he said he went right on on TV with, with him and said he did not pull the trigger. And that was one big old lie, um, and now it's coming back to haunt him. But you know, they're also charging the the woman who was the set armorer. She was, I guess, in charge of the firearms on set. Um, right. She. They're saying the two of them both had a duty to inspect that gun, um, and so it's not just it's not just negligence. It's it's you know they they were it's beyond negligence. I mean, that was, that was just, uh, you know, they, they completely did not fulfill any kind of responsibility for what they should have done. But, you know, I, I think what's interesting is now he's, he's saying that he's going to fight the charge and he's going to, you know, but what, it, I mean, he killed somebody. How, how's he going to fight the charge? Because he's Alec Baldwin? You know, I, I just, the, the entitlement is is shocking to me.
1: Well, the entitlement and, and the naivete to say, to have gone on air numerous times during this investigation and say, uh, the gun just fired on its own. I did not pull the trigger. Um, no, excuse me. Guns do not just fire on their own. They just don't. That that right. just doesn't happen. If you have a a, a gun that is the old, um, I think, is it, I always forget, single action or double action, that where you can just um pull the hammer back. But that gun was not that way. So uh, no, the, the gun did not fire itself. It did not go off accidentally. He had to have pulled the trigger for that bullet to come out and kill someone. So he he does have to have consequences for that. And that's, you know, you'd <laughs> most parents teach their kids at a very young age to never point a gun, even a fake gun at somebody and pull the trigger. You know, you Never. just don't do it. So, And so. I mean,
0: he said that he, he was told, he keeps coming out and saying that he was told that it was a cold gun and there was no ammunition in the gun. But, you know, he, you know, he also said that <laughs> he said he might've committed suicide if he truly thought that he was, he was responsible for that tragedy. But first of all, he's, I, I doubt he's going to do that. Um, but obviously it was his duty to to make sure, as the producer, forget about the person that actually pulled the trigger, but also, like you said, as the producer, to make sure that there was that that there was a that was a safe set. Um, there were also other incidents on that set that had caused people on uh, in the crew to leave. They did not feel that they were safe there. So who knows what else is going to come out on that? But he is he's definitely you know he's going to be charged i think he's going to be charged and you know i i don't know if he if he gets off just because he's alec baldwin i think people are going to be pretty upset about that
1: i i don't i don't think he's going to get off but uh, you know he may he may end up taking a plea i don't know you know the, the um we we have firearms we actually own a couple of firearm schools and the very first thing that my family does, because everybody in my family knows how to handle a firearm is when they pick up a weapon, they check if it's loaded, they check, they open it and check. And, um, you know, he, he, he should have done that. And if he didn't do it, then his armor should have done it in front of him. Um, it, it is incumbent when you are handling a firearm to always assume that it's loaded. So, it's not just what somebody tells you it's that you have to independently check because if you are the one that's holding it you're the one that is responsible. So I I I don't feel you know I don't feel bad for him I think that they were careless and and I think that he deserves a consequence. Um, I do feel bad for him that I totally know that it was unintended um but that just doesn't count.
0: Absolutely. I, I agree. I, I do feel bad too. I don't think he, he obviously did not want to, to shoot or kill somebody. Um, but again, you know, you ha- you have to bear the consequences of your actions and he was absolutely responsible. Um, so I think that he should be, he should have a consequence as well. I mean, I'm sure the family of Helena Hutchins is going to want a consequence to this thing. I mean, it's not fair to them. Um, so I don't know. I I would be, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this and be very, very curious to see how he responds and how he acts. I think the smartest thing he could do is would be just to bear the responsibility and not to fight this thing.
1: Yeah. And I think that uh, the families and um, one of the other people in that case who already took a plea are all suing Alec Baldwin. So, you know, he's, he's got kind of a, a whole nest of hornets to deal with. Um Another thing recently in the news, we've all been really waiting. I know I sure have waiting to hear who, who was the leaker in the um, Roe v. Wade case, the decision in Dobbs versus Jack- Jackson, Jackson w- women's health organization um, that leaked that their decision was going to be to overturn the, the Roe v. Wade. And They just recently have come out and said that they could not find the leaker with, um, I guess, with uh, enough proof to like a preponderance of evidence to do something about it. That leads me to believe that they have an idea who it is, but that they couldn't, um, I guess, make a case. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Oh, I I think that they have an idea
1: who it is, too. I don't.
0: The Supreme Court do you, I don't know, do you really believe that the Supreme Court failed to find the leaker? I, I find that hard to believe. I mean, the Supreme Court has every resource available to them. Um, It just sounds, it smells to me, Linda, it really smells to me. And I think that, you know, I think it's a cover up. That's what I, that's my gut feeling. I have no evidence of that whatsoever. I have no, I'm not going on anything, but my own gut feeling. And I just think that, Somebody on that Supreme Court is responsible for it. The Supreme Court is too political now, and um, I I wouldn't be surprised if there's a if this is a cover up.
1: Yeah, you know, I I've had a theory about this for a while, and just my own theory is similar to yours, but it's kind of that. Um, they they do have an idea, and maybe they don't have um, you know, just just inarguable evidence. I don't know, but they, they do have an idea. And I think that that if they were to announce it, that somebody that's a justice would be implicated in some way, either it's, it's obviously it would be one of their um, people that work with them. And whoever that justice is, then would kind of be tainted on, on the Supreme Court in the eyes of Americans. And I think that they don't want to. Um, I think that they don't want to do that to the court. So I, I, I do feel it's a cover up, and I do feel that they know or have a good idea who that person is. And hopefully, that person is no longer there. Of course, those, those interns only work for um, what is it, up to two years. Yeah, so, so they're not going to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. But. But yes, there's something there's something that isn't sitting right with me on this. Yeah,
0: 100 percent agree with you. And, you know, it would have to be one of the liberal it would have to be, you know, if you boil it down, it would have to be somebody connected to either Sotomayor or Elena Kagan, I think, Um, you know, of course, I, I wouldn't I'm not I'm not saying that with any evidence either, or that's just my gut feeling just after reading everything that's gone on with this um, and the ruckus that it caused in this country, I think that they have to cover that up because what would they do? What would happen if, if a Supreme court justice is implicated in a crime like that, a leak like that, what would happen? Would they be, I mean, they're there for life. What are, what would we do?
1: Yeah. Well, you also had as, as a liberal justice, you had uh, Stephen Breyer who was there, who's now retired so I mean it could have been one of his people too. You know, I just I just don't know who would have done it. But the the fact that they've come out, you know, when they said that they were going to find out who did it, and and now they say that they can't find out who did it, that that it just really does kind of leave a, a bad taste in your mouth, I think. Um, well, another I, thing that leaves a bad uh, taste in your mouth is uh the, the papers that have been Found in what three different locations? That Joe Biden, as the vice president of the United States, not the president, who had who had the um, power to uh, declassify or to take those documents in at all, uh, but as the vice president, took classified documents and kept them in really unsecure places uh, for all these years.
0: Well. Should we talk about the treatment of Biden versus the treatment of Trump? Well, I'm when it comes <laughs> to classified documents, I mean, you know, is that the blatant? That's kind of you know, that's kind of the elephant in the room. If you ask me, I mean, did the FBI break into Biden's house in Delaware and and rescue the papers as a form of national security? No. Has anybody other than maybe Peter Ducey or the reporter from Newsmax even questioned the press secretary about it? No. You know, I, I don't <laughs> what's going on, you know, like, why doesn't anybody care? Why isn't this a matter of national security like it was when when Trump? I mean, they pounded Kaylee McEnany day after day after day and called her a liar and Trump a liar and Trump and, a, you know, a traitor. I mean, they they no one held back when it came to Trump. That just angers me. I have to tell you, I just the hypocrisy of this thing is just beyond
1: belief. Well, it, it is it is hypocrisy, and that's been going on for some time because the this wasn't about classified documents at all because uh, they certainly did absolutely nothing to Hillary Clinton when she uh, bit bleached her her equipment after being subpoenaed to turn it in. Uh, that's yeah. it, th- No, this is just absolutely this 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 total. Uh, get Trump attitude that they have they are they are so afraid of him because he is the one guy who they can't control. And if you remember, I will never forget when Joe Biden was elected, although I'll say it to my dying day, I don't believe he was I don't believe that he won that election by any means. but yeah, um, when he was elected, the one of the the top guys in China gave a speech to a huge group of Chinese, uh, people there and said that, uh, when Donald Trump was president, that they could do nothing that with, with America, they couldn't control anything that they, they couldn't make any headway with, uh, trying to get things that they, that they wanted, but now their friend was back and everything is going to be great. And that is exactly what it has been Is as. Uh, Joe Biden is so tied into China, but for him to have papers on Ukraine and papers on uh, Iran in his garage next to his Corvette, where Hunter Biden was living, and do you not think that those papers were shared with with people at Burisma and, and different uh, locations? I mean, this is it is so far different and he was not the president so he had no business to have those papers at all of course not of course
0: not and you know the the pictures of of hunter biden sitting in the corvette right next to the garage are are just you know just classic um you know i i i think it's interesting also that he's he has said that the you know there's no visitor logs for his his residence in Delaware. So they don't know who went in there and who talked to him and who didn't. And of course, when Jen Psaki was a press secretary, she, you know, she claimed that that the president could work from anywhere when she was questioned about why he was spending so much time at his house in Delaware and not in Washington. She's like, well, he's the president. He can work from anywhere. Well, you know, if he's working, then then there should be there should be visitor logs.
1: Absolutely. Am I right? Absolutely. Um, you know. so so the where's uh, tell me again, where's the transparency with this administration? There is none, Linda. There no. is none. <laughs> none. <laughs> yeah. it's all a cover up and there there mm-hmm. is some nasty stuff going on behind the scenes that I mean, just just look at where we are, look at where we are in two years is It's absolutely disgraceful and sad. That, and I don't know how we can come back but we have to come back the only way that we're going to begin to come back is is thinking about you know how how we vote and that's why you and I had the discussion about about the women um you know who are so important to our voting block what are they thinking because you know down the road they may want to have kids down the road they may want to have families and I mean things are not going to be great look at look at the interest rate look at the the home prices, look at the food prices, the gas prices, the, um, uh, just everything. Look, look at everything that has happened. The, the fentanyl, the, you know, the, oh, the, the cartels, yeah. the
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, it, just, it goes on and on. Yeah. Uh,
1: and and it, it's just in two years where we, we had it so good under Donald J. Trump. And I don't know how you could say that we didn't. I, I just I know. don't know.
0: No, they were just on, it was, they were just, uh, it was a, it was just a witch hunt. They were absolutely going to get him out no matter what. And if that means accusing him of, you know, all kinds of wrongdoing, which is not even true, then they don't care that nothing was going to get in their way. They were going to get him out. And that's why he's in the position he's in now where I don't know that he's going to be able to run. You know, I think that he's going to end up having to somehow step aside. I don't think I mean, we haven't really heard much from him anyway, since he announced that he was going to run in 24. So that just, I don't know. I kind of think that they're going to push him, push him out. Um, Well, they're, they're (laughs)
1: definitely trying, but he has recently announced that he is uh, going on uh, a big tour with a lot of rallies and he's going to make a big speech. So let's see what happens. I, I just keep thinking we have, we have two years, a lot can happen then. Um, But as long as this administration is no longer in power, um, it will be definitely a good direction for America.
0: Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for
1: womankind.